Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi, I am Joanna Garcia Swisher. I played Bree Buckley on Gossip Girl, and we're re-watching The Lost Boy. Welcome back, listeners, to your one and only source into all things Gossip Girl. You know you'll love it. XOXO. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hello. How are you? Hi. I'm so excited right now. Me I'm too. So, so excited. <laughs> um, have you two met, Susanna and, and Joe? You know what? I I don't know because I feel like I don't think so. No, I don't, you know, I think it's possible. In the gossip girl world, I feel like we probably crossed, crossed somewhere. paths at crafty, you know, <laughs> like getting some, getting some snacks, very strong maybe. possibility with me. Yes. yes. Um <laughs> So it's a pleasure to meet you. I'm a big fan, and uh, oh. so it's a thrill for me to talk to you, and welcome. Yeah, this is so fun. It was so fun to – I know. This so, is, I, I'm like – I was just looking forward to this afternoon just to see your face. <laughs> I know. We go, like, way back. Like, first of all, this is Joanna Garcia, um, who plays Brie Buckley, and we're going to be re-watching The Lost Boy, Season 3, Episode 3. So I just want to introduce you before I like, Thank you. start like I going am. off about <laughs> how much I love you and how amazing you are. Um, and really, the first time we met was on Gossip Girl. Yeah. We had we had mutual friends. But never really – because you came to my trailer, knocked on the door, and I was like, "This is she's so sweet, so nice, so friendly, so bubbly, and just – wonderful. I mean, we sat in my trailer and talked and never had a scene together. We also worked on the internship and never had a scene together. I never worked together. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? 
I do. I remember it vividly. I was super nervous. I remember um, showing up in New York and I was, I kind of knew people that were on the show, but not, you know, I was just like, what's going on here? And um, you were just the first person I sat with that morning. It was like 5 a.m. It was early. And we were in a parking right. lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> at, at like the polo fields oh, the or glamour. something. The and glamour I was, of it all. <laughs> I was, yeah, I know. Um, but I remember just being so grateful to you. And then you were like, you're coming out with us every night. <laughs> and doing everything we with just us. pretty much <laughs> I love it. And it made it, I mean, it was such a crazy summer for me, like personally too, because that's where I met Nick, my husband, that two days before I started the show. And so it was like I I was off. Like I was on this great show with all these fun people. And I met my what was now my husband. <laughs> yes, baby, baby daddy. daddy. Wow. <laughs> How did you meet? How did you meet him? We were set up by a mutual friend. Oh, that's uh, Nick's ninth grade math tutor from Parkersburg, West Virginia. Wow. Was a manager <laughs> at the management company that represented me. What? And <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, it was very weird. Yeah. That's a good story. Meant it to was be. weird. And then he, yeah, totally. He, I remember it was funny. So Chase was like, I said, I was, I was, we were on the car ride back to the city and he was like, Wait, so tell me what's going on. I was like, I don't know. They're just like setting me up with this guy. He plays for the Yankees. He's like, oh my God, we could get like tickets to the Yankees. And I was like, I'm sure you could get tickets to the Yankees. Oh my God. I'm like, but yeah, well, I'm sure we could score some seats. But little did we. Yeah. Know. And now Chase and Nick, Nick are right. really good friends. So he's just a lovely human as well. Very like yeah. caring and outgoing. And just he has, he's one of those people, Susanna, who like, the smile, like like you too, Joe, doesn't leave their face. Like it's oh. there, and it's like a genuine smile all the time. And I love that. There's like a few people in my life Thank that I you. met that have that, and you both do. Like literally, you'll like look over, and you're that's like, he's so still sweet. genuinely just smiling, and that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. He's a happy that's, guy. No. I love that. It was actually one of the the things that I love. I know we're not here to talk about my love story, no, but um, that I loved <laughs> about stuff. him. I was like, this guy literally like he goes out and like smells the grass on a baseball field, be cut, and he's so grateful. He was so grateful for so many things. I thought that's such a cool quality, especially like a young athlete, which I wasn't really sure that this was going to be where I was going to be, like what road I was going to head right, down. Right. That we both we both ended up with athletes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she was with me on my first we, date we, with Brad. I know. That is so interesting. <laughs> At um, Stagecoach, wow. we were like jamming out to country music. I'm like, girl, and same. I didn't. Well, let me I'm ask. Like, let me ask the two of you: Is there a what is it like um, in terms of uh, do athletes understand actors in a special way, or is there something that you, that the two disciplines sort of have in common? Pressure, definitely. I, I think, <laughs> I think so. in a way, yeah. we're both perfor- we're both performers on some right. level. Um, but yeah, I think that it's also just like a little bit different alternative, you know, it's not for the faint of heart, right, right, athletics right. or this business. So sure. yeah, I feel like there is a lot of, um, I can see why historically there have been a lot of athletes with entertainers. Yeah, totally. Right. Makes sense. He kind of, he gets it even though he doesn't. Like sometimes he's like, I can't believe you don't know your call time mm-hmm. tomorrow because athletes know what they're yeah. doing every day for f- <laughs> yes. every year. Like he knows yes. what he's doing next yeah. November 2nd of 2023. I'm like, I yeah. don't know if I have a job yes. next right. year. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if yeah. I'm working on a set or right. not. So there's like things that he doesn't get at all and things that he like yeah. un- understands like, yeah, you know, right. but it's, it's also. <laughs> or, or like Nick doesn't understand like, well, maybe the show won't get picked up. And he's like, of course the show's going right. to get picked up. It's going to go for seven seasons. And you're like, well, that's not really normal. Right. Like we don't like, know. Right. <laughs> We'd be super lucky if that were the right. case. But I do appreciate that, you know, exuberance. Yeah. 
you know, eternal optimism. So totally. <laughs> and so did she, did you introduce Chase and Nick? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And they became like super tight. Yeah. I mean, they have a major bromance. Yeah, I love that. Um, okay, so you come on, did you get cast in LA and came to New York for it? Yes. So this was crazy. So I have I was doing a show, one of my favorite shows that I ever did called Privilege, and it got canceled. And I got a call like uh, a minute later, basically saying, you know, we want to keep you in the family and we'd love for you to do this role. And I was like, I felt really old to do this. Which is crazy. (laughs) Really? That's so interesting. Well, I mean, I was definitely like playing a, you know, a college graduate nanny at the time, which is the irony is that I was turning 30 the summer that I started Gossip Girl. But, um, you know, my boobs weren't as perky as everyone else's, but I was there. I was wrong. (laughs) Yeah. I I was ready. I was single. (laughs) Thank you. I think you were great. Yeah. I looked beautiful. You definitely pulled it off. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I mean, listen, there's a village over there that are ma- magicians in that uh, hair and makeup trailer and wardrobe. Eric Damon, who I ended up working with Stephanie and Eric again on Astronaut Wives. But I remember thinking like, you know, I had just broken up with my very serious boyfriend and um, and I got this job to go like make out with Chase Crawford for a summer. I was like, um, yeah. <laughs> That's this, pretty this cool. This feels like the right move. Feels like the right career right. move. <laughs> well, and it's so like just even hearing you say that out loud, making out with Chase Crawford or make going out and making out with some hot dude in New York City. Like the fact that that's yeah. part of our job and it's like right. a real thing. Like yeah. I'm done with this job. Like, I'm going to go to one of the best hot. cities in the world and make out with this hot dude while I'm getting over a breakup. <laughs> yeah. No, it was the perfect place to lick your wounds. Yeah. And um, it was great. I, I laugh about that all the time. And then I, like I said, I always, but I do remember like I was, I was so devastated that privilege got canceled, but it was, it was a nice, great summer. Yeah. It was the best summer ever. Yeah, fun. That's great. Yeah. And did, did you watch the show at all before you joined the show? So you kind of knew the world of the stuff and all the who populated yeah. it. <laughs> and I and I also had been on the CW for so long. It went from like, you know, right. well, I was on the I was back WB. on the WB days with yeah, with right. like Seventh Heaven and Buffy on Reba. And then um I mean, then your, your it, resume I was is still insane. there. <laughs> So freaking old. Um, and then it became the CW the last couple of seasons of Reba. And then I got privileged right after that. So I was in that family. Right. So I had definitely crossed paths with everybody. And it was, right. um, you know, you guys were in New York, so it was a little bit different. But especially in LA or any cross-promotional stuff. And we would do these like insane galleries. Do you remember those? Did you the guys do those shoots? at all? <laughs> yeah, where you'd have to like jump on like a trampoline and like your hair would be flowing. Yeah. And it was like, it's. I mean, I wow. really need to go find those. They're freaking insane. But um, and it was like, they were kind of, they were epic. And it was it was always one day and all day and like you didn't stop. Everyone. And, and then it would be like you would do you doubles and then you do singles and then it'd be five of you and then that. Yes. And then I'm like, this is wild. And then it's kind of what they use yeah. for billboards and yeah. marketing and all, and all of their stuff. like yeah. teasers, yeah. you know, like, you know, basically getting all of the WB, yeah. CW Up like next. stars in one room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get in, right. bounce on trampolines together. Totally. Yeah. It oh was, it was a lot of fun. We should do that again. We should start pitching that. Yes. Gallery shoes. It was fun. That could be a show unto itself. That would definitely. Yeah. That, I remember. That yeah, it was like oh, channel. Yeah, yeah, totally. It was fun. There was someone asked a question about another show you were on. Once upon a time, people want to know how yes. that was working on there. That was amazing. I mean, it was 
it was a little daunting that I – so I was asked to play Ariel. We were starting to shoot her char- – like, she was being introduced into the show, like, eight or nine weeks postpartum. Mm. So I showed up on very shaky ground emotionally um, to be in a seashell bikini. Right. And um, they lined my, like, costume with Spanx. I didn't have a belly button. Oh, <laughs> I was like, no. Oh, who really? needs it? Oh, right. Um, yeah. But I remember being really worried. I was like, I I hope that they don't, you know, tear me apart on the internet um, because, you know, I'm not some like quintessential mermaid. But the beauty of that moment – and the show is incredible. Yeah. But the beauty of that moment was that, you know, you're surrounded by so many incredible – like talk about, you know, costumes and hair and makeup and, you know, the actors on that show and everyone was so wonderful that it just – it really taught – it taught me a really good lesson in like kind of forgetting about what I think I look like and um and not worrying so much and being like let's just be this fairy tale character and it was like very loving and no one ever made a comment to me right. um and certainly not in our little world and I don't read any of the other stuff so right. I was like very grateful that I was like okay let's not overthink it I just had a baby so that's a beautiful thing I'm totally Disney princess that's a beautiful thing like it doesn't yes. all have to be so like 1990 right absolutely and see right. that's why I, I love Joe because you see how she looks at, like because it's true mm-hmm. and we a lot of people need to like yeah. understand that and be like that because it also makes life easier for for you if you're just like listen absolutely. there's when you when you can be grateful and put notice on the things that you're grateful for, it can really Absolutely. change your, you know. No, I, yeah, I, I can abuse myself with the best of them. And certainly at that time, you're right. so vulnerable. I mean, I was breastfeeding. So yeah, it was and like, emotional oh, and your yeah. hormones are all over. You're not sleeping. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like a whole I thing. was away from Nick. You know, it was crazy. So yeah, it was, but it was awesome. It, it was such a fun show. And I was able to come back the rest of the seasons, like here and there as I had, you know, like when they asked me to come back and it was so great. It, and I just loved everybody there. And I also, for a good, you know, the first six years of my oldest daughter's life, Emmy's life, she thought I was really like a mermaid. Ariel. I love that. <laughs> That's a really special gift. That's that really cool. Is. Oh my wow. gosh. <laughs> the little That's one amazing. is like are you, wiser. Are you a great swimmer? <laughs> no, I don't even get my hair wet yeah. in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Who needs it? Oh my god, no. As long no, as your no, tail no. is in there. Girl, no I, flashy mom. I feel funny. you on that. That's amazing. Oh my goodness. I wanted to ask you about another show that you uh, worked on or uh, that's a really fun fan favorite is uh, Sweet Magnolias. Yes. Um, What's that like? Do you you love that experience? It's been a dream come true. I mean, it's really came out of nowhere in a moment where I had kind of just been going from job to job at the time and not really feeling totally fulfilled. And um, my mom had gotten sick. So she um my mom had dementia and and died of died with that. But and my dad, little did I know, was gonna die very shortly after I started the show. But the show's just so human and it's so sweet and beautiful. And um I love the people that I'm working with and it was an unexpected success. I mean not that I don't hope for the best for all of the things that I'm a part of, but um I didn't imagine that it would be that that it yeah, was like seen in that way. Like it was top 10 right, right. away. Yeah. It was like renewed yeah. right away. Like people were so excited. And I, re- but I get it. I remember when it came out and I dialed in and I'm like, it's, yeah, there's something about it. And there's like a freshness to it as well. Like, yeah, it's very right. um, wholesome. Yeah. And I remember someone asking me in an interview, now people know the show and we just 
finished our third season a couple weeks ago. Um, they were like, so how has it been working on a show where you talk about religion and God? And I was like, well, these are – it's it, it's a beautiful thing. It, this, If you watch our show, there's nothing – it's so inclusive and so much about love. And yes, they're very God-fearing people and they're, they they go to church and um, and they have this set of beliefs that are, to me, you know, it resonates with me in, in a lot of ways. But I just thought, well, there's, there's a place for this. There's a place for, you know, this is the best of what – people who dedicate, you know, are, you know, are dedicated to their faith. And so I, I'm like, it, there's just no reason to shy away from that. And I understand it can be like a little bit uncomfortable and all that kind of stuff, but I think it really just hit home with people. It, it felt, it's very human. Right. And so, um, I think the more we dive into it, the more you see that there's more of that humanity in it. And our goal was always, has always been to just for everyone to be able to see themselves living in that town. Yeah. Aww. So, Wow. That's yeah. So wonderful. And Norman <laughs> Buckley and then and um, Oh my god. And you have a lovely yes. actor who plays your mother. Uh, yes, Carolyn. Oh my god, I, I love I'm her. obsessed. Yeah. She looks a lot like what I imagine my mom would look like now. She's got this like these like light eyes and really like white blonde hair and she's kind right. of like out there and artistic and yeah. my mom was all of those things and she was also a southern my mom was a very southern woman and we have some really intensely emotional scenes together that are almost impossible for us to get through. But a lot of it is, you know, sometimes there's just, there'll just be things that are, that are written in the script or especially in scenes between the two of us that nobody would have any reason to believe that this would, for instance, like someone being allergic to mango. Well, my mom was allergic to mango. It's not something I've ever shared <gasps> oh, with anybody, wow. but it's in the script and it's like almost this like weird Whoa, channeling. Really, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so that feels like something um, special. Very, yeah, it is. They're very much. I feel both of my mom and my dad so much in um, in everything that I do. But it's really fun in those yeah. moments. And Carolyn, Carolyn and I get those like great times together. She's That's wild. Beautiful. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, she's she's, a, she's an amazing. I, I saw her on, on on stage here in New York, and she's, uh, she's, she's a real powerhouse too. It's like Such really, a she's an extraordinary. Yeah. I, yeah. I lost my mom in 2012, and it's interesting when sometimes you create a relationship with another actor who kind of, you know, steps into a maternal role with you, and you're you're making that on screen or on stage, yeah. and it's actually kind of answering something in your soul, you know. So it actually becomes a more almost a deeper, more profound experience uh, playing out those relationships. So that's beautiful that you it's share really that. beautiful. It's very healing in a way, and um, I take yeah. a lot of comfort in in our relationship. Aww. That is. Yeah, I love good. that. <laughs> Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Can I ask you, um, now that... uh we're sort of watching this episode, um, season three, episode three of Gossip Girl together. What does it feel like watching the show after? I, I'm, I assume it's been a minute. Does it stir up a lot of memories? Are you? Is it something you really remember in detail, or was it kind of just a, a fun summer it's, that's all a wash? No, 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 no. It was absolutely not all a wash. It was amazing. Um, no, I mean, it was. It's really fun to the show is so interesting because obviously it was in a moment. Like the flip phones are so fun to like see and how much our world has changed in such a small amount of time. Um, But it still is so like delicious. It is wildly entertaining and it's just got this special like beautiful – I mean it hit a nerve for a million reasons. Like there's not much like it. There hasn't been anything like it. It's just wildly entertaining. It's, I love the all – like it just 
you know, shameful, like basically willing to like Georgina's characters out of control. Out of control. I was like, this girl <laughs> right. is not. Oh my God. She's it's not really afraid. Wild. No. I love it. I love all of it. I love the champagne. I love the fact that they like know what vintage of champagne that they right. love at like their age. Right. It's like so absurd. It's absurd. I'm like, I'll take the whatever Pinot Noir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in this particular episode, you have um you pull up in that limo at the end. You have that kind of great scene toward the end. And it's like the limo window rolls down. I know. And it's like that yeah. kind of that portrayal of that, like, you know, that kind of you know, just uber that rich lifestyle. Kid. Yeah. yeah. Absurd yeah. that I'm going to stretch limo. And then I'm like, you know how much daddy likes to hunt? And I'm yeah. just like, ooh. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, it's so, so true. Watch out. Oh, man. Yeah, you guys came off of the helicopter, you and oh my gosh. Nate. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those oh, kind of I things. Um, okay, so here's where we left off. After publicly embarrassing Georgina at the party, Blair then retreats into Chuck's arms while Dan spends the night with Georgina and Serena finally admits that she doesn't want to go to college just yet. So that's where we're, right, we've left where, off. And then jumping into we left this off. episode. And today, it's uh, in this episode, um, it's an, a major Upper East Side face-off, of course, yeah. when Blair and Chuck both set their sights on a particular item for bid at Sotheby's. And the personal stakes are also really high. So we have this major auction storyline here. Um, meanwhile, Serena suspects that Carter may be up to his old habits of being not completely honest with her. And Georgina takes an interest in Dan, and Vanessa begins to suspect that something isn't quite right with Scott. So we have a lot of Scott, uh, a lot of Scott juicy stuff. Scott stuff here. Um, oh my God. <laughs> finally, yeah. Bree's true intentions with Nate are secretly revealed and uh, related to Carter and his exploits. We have that fantastic. Uh, Which is a big uh, turn again. Stretch limo. I had like, didn't remember that. <laughs> yes. I, that. I was shocked by all of right. that. Again, yep. even mm-hmm. in my mind when I'm watching something, I'm like, they can't pull one on me. I know what Gossip Girl's doing now. Like, I've watched it, <laughs> right. I've read the scripts, I'm a part of the show, and I'll like try to outthink, like, okay. Right. And I'm still like would have never put yeah. any connection with Brie with Carter right. Bazin. No. Georgina right. maybe? Yeah. This, yeah. So I'm saying they still pull stuff out. Like I'm like they're it's, not going to get me this Right. Time. That was a nice surprise yeah. to bring that together at the end. Um, so it was last episode I think where we saw Brie and uh, Nate – Sort of having the romantic You're like time little getaway and that, at um, the apartment, right? The fact that yeah, and Nate had kept <sighs> that uh, boarding pass from the airplane, which was a very sweet thing. And so we kind of are seeing this relationship develop in private, and then sort of be taken out into the public eye. Totally. Right? And so I'm really liking. Um, I like you too. I mean, I know there's like a lot of fire around yeah. everything going on, but I really am liking Brie and Nate right now. Yeah. And when you asked Nate in the last episode. <laughs> Let me see your pants. I want to see the wallet. I'm like, oh my God. Like that was a moment where I thought like, okay, something's going to happen. Someone's going to get busted. And then it was such a sweet, nice thing. Like the ticket where he met you. Like, yeah, You're right. It was so super romantic. Yeah. We had a lot of fan feedback and people asking questions about your chemistry. Yeah. So the Brie-Nate chemistry, which is just really unstoppable and undeniable. So uh, what did it feel like working with Chase and developing that, um, that dynamic and, you know, what, what was your personal take on Brie and Nate? <laughs> I mean, I had a blast. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. I love – and like I said, I love I love Chase so much. So I, I think the chemistry was – was uh, we have this very, you know, lovely, like, ease about uh, each other I and still do to this day. So that was easy. That right. was a no-brainer. And obviously, it was just so much fun because I knew – 
or I know where my character is headed. Right. Um, so it was just <laughs> right. kind of like fun to really play into um, this kind of swooping romance. And then, you know, this is the turn, obviously, where you see that Brie may be there for other reasons, right. Um, right. gathering some information and trying to save her own tail in the process. But I mean, that was Chase is a, like, as you know, he's just a very likable human and a wonderful guy and very easy on the eyes. And so, and he's also a dude. Yeah. He's, you know, I don't, yeah. And he's, yeah, he's I know that's going to resonate. resonate. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, sometimes yeah. you're like, come on, man. I'm like, Give me some. Mm. No, and he <laughs> Chase is. has got all of that. Yeah. 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 Right. It's kind yeah. of a unicorn. He totally <laughs> is. He is. I always thought like special angel would just descend into the room and it was Chase Crawford. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coming in with an ease and a smile. The He's best presence. Yeah. The best. But the first time him. my husband played golf with him, he was like, man, I really feel for him. I was like, you feel for Chase. And he's like, the way that women – attack him and right. treat him. No, it's very true. It's, it's like abusive. It's like it's like almost <laughs> shocking. And he, yeah. he felt he That's felt very, very like de- defensive towards for Chase. He was like, I, I got you, bro. I, I you know I'll take care of you because he was like, this is not normal the way women like flock and uh, are claw right. at they him. melt and yeah. that makes sense. It's very true. Girls all over anywhere you oh, are. I'm man. like, I don't even know sometimes if they know it's him from Gossip Girl. And he's like, I don't know. Because he's just right. that he's good just, looking. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's, yeah, it's obviously a big thing with Gossip Girl, but it's just, it's not. So it's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. Nick was really like, I just felt, so, I felt for him. I was like, okay, well, yeah, he's going to get through it. But yeah, he's when you fine. see it, yeah. you're, yeah. <laughs> somehow he'll pull through. I yeah. have faith in him. I'm like, but it's good that you're, it's, it's good that you're being a good friend yeah. and, and making sure you beat him off with the stick. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> okay, so in this That's beginning really part, which I have to jump to this because I was like mortified last night watching this. Not mortified. I should mm-hmm. take your advice. Right. I, let it go, whatever. When Vanessa pops her head out of the door and she's like, oh, I thought I heard your voices. I somehow like had something in my mouth. I rewatched it like three times. I'm like, did they use that cut? <laughs> and I don't know how this came back to me. But because it was the camera was on the door, so it was Penn's coverage. I don't think I right. knew that I was coming out that soon. So when they, you know, how the AD will be like, and go, go, you know, right. yeah. I w- I had a mint in my mouth. Oh, I can see that. So yeah, I get because I got a lot. And you remember? <laughs> I do because I remember thinking there was no way to get rid of it when I turn when my back is on the camera. Right. So I kept it in, which is probably actually now that I think of it, rude of me to have had it in. But <laughs> I don't think I knew I was being called. At that moment, so yeah, if you go back you and unawares. watch. I literally have like I'm going to go back and watch and it. Like, <laughs> I know that's a good tidbit. I like that. But I was like, the fact that they used that cut. But anyways, well, it's very natural. You know, Vanessa could be chewing on something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Vanessa. Like you were like, you know, got went to get some dental work. Sure. Right, yep. right before the scene started. <laughs> um, I I get caught with candy in my mouth all the oh, time. Yeah. People are like, that's just like, you're too old to do that. But I didn't notice that. So, but I'm, I'm going to go, go back, back and check I it didn't out. notice it either. I, so, yeah. Oh, I was like, why did I sound like that? That doesn't sound like me. You know, when you can tell like there's ADR, it was like one of those yes. things. So I click back oh, yes. and then I'm like, no, I definitely had a mint in my mouth and I'm will never do that again. I don't again. think people realize how much. ADR they're watching. So we see that, I think, because we're used to it. So like, I, right. I, I can't watch TV without pointing out ADR. But I feel totally. like people don't realize how much it, of yeah. that happens. And it happened a lot on this show because of being outside so much outdoor stuff. Yeah. And yeah. New York City is impossible to shoot in. So 
Yeah. I feel like there was a moment in this episode I noticed of that, but I feel like the, the top of this episode is so shocking because we start with Georgina and Dan mid yeah, makeout. Like bone, and he's like yeah. shirtless on top of her. And then, <laughs> I love it. And, uh, I love yeah. it. And Blair walks in. So it is like already from the get, you're already like, whoa. What and then all of a sudden, to- Vanessa comes out with, with a mint with a in her mint mouth. mouth. <laughs> Who's, what is she doing in that room? No, but here's like, honestly, that sock on the door. And I, I like watch the, is yes. it the word? It's the grossest sock you've ever seen in your life. It was I'm like, very who gross. owns right, that sock? Is it Dan's? Yeah. Is it Dan's sock? <laughs> Stop. It's definitely. Oh my God. It was, it definitely, I thought it took me a minute. It bumped me because I thought, wait, which one of the girls' socks is that? <laughs> like who, uh, for right. sure, That's really neither funny. of them own that sock. No. Yeah. But also, it's Dan's sock. that is hilarious because it was a gross sock. It was like kind of tan brown. Like it was a, thick, but yeah. like looks <laughs> right. like it had rips maybe. But how about Blair having yeah. the glove on top of it? She's like, I had a glove on and I still want to wash my hands. And I'm like, yes. it was yeah, she hilarious. like rips the glove up. It's pretty fantastic. But how about this? She, he walks out, and of course he runs into Serena. Like even he says it. I think right. he's like, "What?" Uh, With his shirt with open, his of course out. it's Serena. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's always she's always catching people, or you know, Serena's like always right. in the right or wrong place at the right time. I don't know, but or this, it's all the right that, place. Like, yeah, the right place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's seeing that. How do you guys feel about the Dan and Georgina of it? Because I don't, I'm like, don't get it. I don't like it. It's yeah, kind of I don't, I don't cringeworthy it. to me. I don't know. But I'm I feel not into like it. the last episode and this one, it's like we obviously Georgina is still a schemer at heart and all that stuff. But her, you know, the fact that she, you can tell that she's really into him, and then Serena points out, you know, like you better let her know that you don't like her as much as she likes you. Like there is a little bit of like a like a sad baby lamb aspect of Georgina that we've seen the last two episodes. Um, so I feel like you have to keep reminding yourself yeah. of her bigger picture you know, her end game right. because in the moment I start feeling for her. And I also feel like in this episode, hair and makeup wise. She looked the, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. Yeah. She looks so pretty, but it was also so um, understated. Like usually Georgina has Soft. such yeah. like a sh- sharp look, you know, she has a lot of jewelry on her, a lot yeah. of like yeah. fashion. And in this, the kind of NYU that, yeah. version of Georgina was so relatable and like, you know, really kind of almost sweet looking. Yeah. So I, I was kind of falling for it a little, I felt a little bit for her a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did last episode. I feel like I was saying that like, oh, you know, like she's, she really mm-hmm. does want a fresh start. And that's why I like when Vanessa's like, listen, right. we're all starting new. She wants it. We want it. Let's give her a chance. I felt that this one, right. I don't know. And I didn't even know with the letter. I That was a shocking moment to me again at the end of this episode. Yeah. And I, so it's not even about that. There was just one point. I'm like, I just... I would didn't like it this episode. Yeah, it's a little bit rubs you the wrong way. Yeah, I and- loved at the end when she got busted and she was like, "Listen, I'm sorry. That was before we hooked up." And I'm like, "Wait, yeah. hold on." <laughs> like, yeah. like now that we've hooked up, I'm not going to do these terrible things. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> that's true. That's really funny. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's too much for us to bear. Um, and it's like this because sort of early in this episode too, we kind of get this. Um, we're reminded of the Scott situation, which is like sort of Vanessa's obsession in this this couple episodes is, you know, this this new relationship she has. And it's like he keeps being wrong about his coursework. So it's like he almost immediately in this episode, we find out that he is claiming to be in a class at a, at the wrong time. Not. So obviously right. there's something going on and she start, she's starting to really sense it. And I feel like kind of at what point in this episode does she – actually get the idea, wait, he doesn't, does he even go to NYU? Because she goes I think and starts Dan digging. Dan says something. Yeah. Dan says something like- About a, 
the timing of your yeah the classes right he's like my so and so said mm-hmm. it's really hard to get in there i thought it was the afternoon something like that and then something goes off in vanessa's head right. do, joe do you know the story with scott do you remember cuz we've been watching it so He's obviously the love child. Yes, he's the love child, but I don't remember where it goes. So now I'm either. like, yeah. wait, I gotta watch that. <laughs> right. I gotta get. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and binge yeah, the rest of this you. because I was. You know, yeah, it does. It just it, it, it does. stands up like it. Yeah. My friend came here earlier today, and I, she's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm just rewatching some Gossip Girl." She's like, "Oh, special. I'll watch it with you." And I was like, yeah. "It is. It's like one of those shows you can pick up like." In a matter of no time. Yeah. Just like, yeah, I'll watch right. it, rewatch it. It's so entertaining. Um, yeah, I don't know where it goes. I don't remember exactly where it goes, but I do I do know who he is. Right. And yeah, and he comes clean to Vanessa in this episode. Yeah. But he at the end of season two, I just want to tell you this to like as we go on about this storyline. Rufus tries to find their son, goes to the adopted the adopted family, and they tell Rufus that he had died. So Rufus thinks that this child that he had that oh, he so never knew about. there isn't a brother. No, there is. Uh, well, we okay. find out later that in this episode that <laughs> there were two sons. I mean, the adoptive parents And one had died. Two. One died, and it happened right before Rufus, uh, you know, approached them. And so they just said that was the that that was the, the birth one. son when really it was the other one. And so I think the mom later in this episode kind of clarifies that she's like, we were so grief stricken about your brother's death that, you know, we went that ahead and sense. we didn't want to lose you. So we just lied. Right. And so it's like this kind of complicated thing where it's like, there is a dead brother, but it's not. And Rufus is the real dad. Him. But him <laughs> in this scene, when he's getting the guitar lesson from Rufus, that's, that's pretty ballsy to do. Like, this is your real dad. You're right. dating Essentially, like Vanessa's kind of like a daughter to Rufus. You're dating him. You've been around your half brother. So, what do you guys think about that when you find out he's getting like guitar lessons? I get it, but that has to be such a wild Mm -hmm. emotional situation. You're sitting there with your biological father that doesn't know it's him. This is a whole world where all of your half siblings live. Yes. (laughs) All of them live in the one place. (laughs) They kind of do, though. Yeah. Yeah. To me, there's a good mix of creepy and sweet. You know, it's like- Yeah, that's what I, I say. The letter, the letter really threw me for a loop. Did we get any more of that? To Dan? Yeah, like the, the letter from his article. Mm-hmm. I think he was just trying any to way out. to like get in. Yeah. Got it. So it's not as creepy. But that's but there creepy is a, too. There is a creepy feel. I get a, <laughs> yeah. I get a vibe. Right. I'm picking up a vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like uh, Vanessa finds out, he basically uh, comes clean to Vanessa. So she has the info, but she's encouraging him to tell Rufus. And then in the interim, she's kind of telling Dan, oh, he's not who he says he is. So then Dan is getting the idea, oh, he's a creepy stalker. He wrote me this letter. And because Georgina is in Dan's life, she, of course, butts in. And so they start digging. So now they know, Uh they discover his real name and the fact that he's the one who wrote this fan letter. So it's like stuff is coming to light for different people, but nobody has the full story in this episode except for Vanessa. And then it's like all of a sudden she spends the whole episode armed with this information and kind of stuck in the middle. And I got to say this, to me, this was the episode where like Vanessa's on trial here because you're like, what do you do? And also he never, when he, when he, when he admits it to her, he's not particularly apologetic, like, you know, about, about her feelings, you know? Right. He said, if you have any feelings for me, then you, you won't, you won't do anything. it. It's, I'm yeah, like, Wait. it's very abusive. And then also is like, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I didn't come clean and you're still going to keep my secret. Yeah. Right. Are we I'm good? Like, this is a big secret for Vanessa to have and keep. Mm-hmm. It, it, I'm like, that's crazy. I was like, very like bothered by that. That was like, 
wild when he's like, yeah, just if you if you have any feelings for me. I'm like, I don't really think she has any feeling. Or she doesn't even know what her feelings are now because- She's so confused. You just like blew <laughs> shit up in front of her face. Yes. That's like insane. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it really speaks to, to Vanessa's strength slash weakness or, you know, you've talked a lot before about this idea that Vanessa's always disappointing, disappointed with stuff. Everybody's disappointing her all the time. And that really happens in this episode. And I thought you played, uh, Jess, I thought you played that scene so beautifully when there's a moment he's kind of hugging you and you having, you're getting so emotional. And it's like, you can see that there's this deep disappointment in having found herself in this position, but the heart of that character that you brought to it, you know, is, um, is still Aww. in the lead because that he is still able to come to Vanessa and say, I need your help. I need you to go with me. And she's still there for him. So it's like, to me, it's that sort of beautiful, pure heartedness of Vanessa, which both hurts her and makes her a really beautiful, inspirational character. <laughs> you know, so it's like, I feel like we Aww, see all of that here. It's very nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't remember what happens or what she does with that. Right. I know. I'm looking forward either. to find out because you also yeah. are – now you're keeping a secret from someone that you really do from Rufus. You know, he doesn't ultimately know. Right. And you know how much it means to him. So I really need to know more about how this turns out. I do too. I mean, what would you guys do in that situation? Do you go and tell I don't Dan? know. I'd sit do on it. you tell Rufus? I would tell yeah. Rufus. I think I'd tell Rufus. I no, I don't know why I don't know. I think I would tell Rufus too. Yeah, I think I think Rufus has gotta know. That's what I should say. So I don't know how I would go about doing that, but I'd be like, you know. Rufus has to know. Rufus gotta know. This is his son. And you and he and yeah. Rufus actively like wanted to know this mm-hmm. information. It's not like it's like, you know, he was none the wiser and didn't care. He's right. like, you know, he went he, he saw, was like he sought this out. Yeah. He was like going to different Absolutely. cities, calling all these agencies. Like he was like really trying. Yeah. I think I would have blurted it out, you know, in that moment when he was like, um, actually, I'm the brother of the kid that, you You're know. You're like, oh, hell no. no. <laughs> I would have been like, no. You guys look like each other. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh. That's not um. right. <laughs> but it's funny because like everything in this episode comes to a climax at this Sotheby's auction. So I guess the reason that fundamentally we're there is that, I mean, I guess Rufus has a painting to buy for Lily or a, a photograph. And, and then we ends have this up with crazy the- plot line with um, – Right. Chuck with, and Blair uh, and Serena. Well, basically, but it all starts with Chuck and Blair because they have this plot line about um, she feels neglected by him because he's chasing this business opportunity. And he, in order to impress this business prospect, wants to get this uh, Patrick McMullen, is it photo? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Some, and then, um, and then she, uh, she wants the same photo in order to get into a secret society, La which we only find out at the end is really... Yes, we find out that that really was a ruse set in motion by Georgina uh, because you know she can never be without her scheming. Right. But um, all of all of a sudden, we all find ourselves at the auction <laughs> together, yeah. which is a typical kind of gossip girl trope. But um, it's interesting because you have this kind of constant storyline so far in season three of Chuck and Blair finding their way. You know, by the way, my favorite. One of my I favorite what parts of this episode is <laughs> when she they're hooking up and she takes his shoes. I'm like, that's brilliant. Yes. Oh, so good. She's like, <laughs> it's Dorota uh, dry cleaning. He says something yeah. and then she literally scutters. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my. I'm like, this is freaking genius. It's so funny. I never would have thought. I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm definitely, it's like, yeah, yeah stealing yeah. the shoes was key. Yeah. <laughs> The shoes, it was like a genius, brilliant move. Hilarious. God, love her. This is so much savvier than I ever will be. Yeah. And the way Chuck likes that, he's like, did she, she took my shoes? (laughs) 
tissues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people people in an unscripted, unvarnished way is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. 
what's going on with um, Serena and, and Carter? Carter here in terms of Carter's money troubles and he gets that bill that comes into play. What exactly was the situation there? When you saw the girl come up to him in the street and was like calling out him on his drink and that they hooked up last week, did you guys feel like, like I'd, I wasn't quite sure what to think at that point. I'm like, why would that be happening? Like, why is a girl yeah. coming up? Like, who's yeah, trying? It's such a rude thing to do. I mean, if you're with a, if you see a guy with a, right. another and girl, slaps and yeah, it was, it's wild. Yeah, it seemed a little, con- but I didn't, I didn't occur to me that it was contrived at the time. Right. I, kind of I just was like, it. I know, I believe that he <laughs> didn't do that, but I'm not sure, like, what this, what's going to come of this. And again, Chuck and Blair setting all these things up for him the, the bill at the hotel, the room service, all the things for them to protect Serena. That's again where I always say their friendship is so like solid to me because they will go as far as to do shit like that to like protect yeah, each other. Right. <laughs> like it's d- like yeah. calling the cops. Yeah. Like I was like, wh- who's your contact at the precinct? Yeah. Like what did you Oh, that's right. The precinct. Them? He's like, I'm calling my guy at the precinct. Yeah, I'll which call is my very contact funny. the precinct. Hilarious. Yeah, okay. I need I need a guy like yeah. that. Yeah. It's uh it's it's genius. But we keep seeing kind of Serena almost like buying into like what her friends are trying to show her about Carter and then they keep kind of coming up for air and like making up. So like again here they have a they kind of come together at the end, right? Yeah. And I I'll be honest, I like these I two. I kind of I I do too. <laughs> I do. I'm like, they've got like a yeah. like a woo. Yeah. Okay. Like right. I don't know there's something there that I'm very into. Yeah. I am too cuz I I'm believing yeah. that he really Carter is really changing. I know Blair's like yeah. people like him don't change, right. but I'm like I I like these two. I'm into yeah. this right now. They're they're yeah. wildly charismatic individuals separately. Together, you're like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Exactly. Let's go. Right. I'm gonna lean into this one. Yeah. I like, I like that. it. Yeah, and there's kind of a cool, like a, I don't know, just like an ease yeah. of their yeah. like what makes them so fantastic and fabulous that matches. So they look like a, they make a good couple. Yeah. So they have their kind of situation that also kind of comes to a head at this. Sotheby's auction, yeah. and we realize that Serena buys the picture to punish Blair and Chuck because she realizes they've been undercutting and um, sabotaging Carter. Um, and how sweet is it that Blair throws the card because she loves him? Love so she's just going to let it be. That was so sweet of right. Blair. I really didn't see that. I thought if anything, Chuck was going to have to give it up because yeah, Blair's right. feisty. No, and that very was stubborn, very cute. Usually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah, that was very cute. And then Serena basically gets Georgina in the end by orchestrating everybody to eat dinner, and like she's left in the dust, like sadly. Yeah, I'm like, did curb. anybody just Dan didn't see her like re- like walking out of the door? Just I know. literally, they, the door <laughs> closes, and she's like, "I'm here." Right. Like, did did they? Just, I don't know how they avoided that, but um. It was good. so sad. <laughs> oh my! Also, I mean, she did a do, she did a bad thing, but she does keep yeah. getting. And know. then she's looking to go to Boston. Like she's going into that whole situation. Right, so she overhears uh, Vanessa talking to, Scott to at my dorm. Yeah, Scott. So she knows what's up there. And then the other obviously reveal we get here is um is you girl is I know the fact Brie. That Brie is because there's that moment of eavesdropping. We see a moment of eavesdropping at the event. And then we have the fabulous limo moment. So, like, what exactly is? And wait, Bray up and what to? did you hear again? I heard about them talking about Carter. Serena and Chuck and Blair were talking. Oh, and Serena finds out that he he was going all over to look for her father. Yes. Oh, right. Um, okay. Yes. Which is a big thing, and that's another reason. I'm like, oh, that's what he was doing. He was actually like really trying to get the one thing that Serena There's, really, yeah. really wants, and that's to see her dad, her father. 
Yeah. Right. So you hear that. Yeah. What I literally have zero idea of what you got with Carter. Do you remember or well, no? Well, we, right, have, we, have fa- we have family history. Like uh, we have um, a connection that I'm on the outs as well with my family. I, I come from like oil money. Right. And right. I need a way back in. And so by throwing him under the bus, it's going to be exactly what I need to get into the good graces of my family again. Wow. So I've done oh something bad too. Right. So you're going to tell your family that you've, you've spotted him. You know where he is. That I've, yeah, this is, I'm going to use this and my relationship and proximity to gather information to basically take down Carter. Okay. So the relationship with Nate is not genuine at all. Well, I think it it becomes really hard. Because you end up, you do fall for him. Yeah, she falls for him. Well, girl, I'm liking you as you're playing that you two have this chemistry and that you really like Nate. Yeah. I don't see it at all. Yeah. What you do so beautifully is like, it's not, it's yeah, we don't see it coming. We don't know that you're going to be a, um. Two timer in any way. So I'm a the two timer. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so like that, you know, that is comes as a surprise, which is beautifully done. And it's like, I feel like you did such a great job of illustrating this character because she's uh, you know, she has a little bit of that standoffishness or like the kind of, you know, the, how at the beginning they're kind of poking at each other and yeah. you know, being a little bit um, you know, playfully aggressive. And then also you really see beyond that and see them sort of falling for each other too. Yeah. So it's, you know, and so you kind of start to really root for them as a couple I, and then you yeah, find I out like that there's an ulterior together. motive. Oh, it's, thanks. Yeah. It's yeah it, Even it was, knowing that now, I'm still like, well, what I'm seeing now I like. And <laughs> you guys, go with yeah. how about the entrance? Everyone entering the, the um, oh, auction. It was there so There was insane. so much stuff going on. Like, oh, with the paparazzis and stuff? Yes. Make oh, out with the paparazzi. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Scott and Vanessa, like he's going to t- meet and tell his biological father. Then Blair's like on a mission to get the picture. Serena's like in this hot little right. dress coming down, like walking in. Like there was just, there was some so moments. So hot. Right? So many moments. <laughs> it was so, but that's what I'm saying. I'm like, we, I guess, I guess sex in the city and it's like, glory days had like very similar, like these just absurd kind of like maybe even Beverly Hills 90210 way back, back in the yeah. day, but there's like no one did it like Gossip Girl 1.0. Right. Like, right. They just crushed it. it. They really did. You guys killed it. It's true. There's certain things that you're like, this is crazy and absurd and wild, but it's grounded. So it, it works. Right. It's very grounded. I think that's the beauty of it. Also, like even the way that it all, I almost look at it as like a, a crime, like a crime board, a <laughs> bulletin board like where you're like, yeah. 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 And then you're like, oh, and that one's going to go there. And then we're going to bring that person in and it's going to go like that. And to me, that's where like the genius yes. of really well done shows, the, the, the why inc- working with incredible writers more and, than anything, yeah. incredible writers. Yeah. Like that, you know, just having people like Josh and Stephanie, I mean, Stephanie's brilliant. Yeah. It's priceless. And then you have these great directors that are really fighting for these performances. And then obviously you have the actors who you get to enjoy and see, and they're the obvious reasons to kind of like, be like, this is why it's working. And it, it just, it's when it all comes together, it's lightning in a bottle. And that that's what the show is. Lightning in a bottle. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's true, You brought girl. up the Sex in the City reference. And like in Sex in the City, there's this idea of New York City as a character. And obviously that's very true here in Gossip Girl too. And at the toward the end of this episode, we see that Chuck is going to purchase the Empire Hotel. The Empire. Which I think is yeah. such a – it's such a funny part of the episode because that's a real hotel. Yes. You know, people, I think, 
come from far and wide to stay at Chuck's hotel. <laughs> you know, I think yeah, they definitely, absolutely. it's like a spot. It's like a spot on the Gossip Girl, you know, tour. On the map. Right. And, uh, you know, they used to have um, a bar in the lobby because they have like a roof bar too. But the bar in the lobby always had cocktails named after characters from Gossip the Girl. characters. And yes. it was I One love of the it. moments I felt coolest in life was that they had a Dorota. And I was like, What oh, was it? Dorota, I, I went love to a it. wedding. What there. was the Dorota? Yeah. It was like a. It had to uh, be a vodka something. Like a Polish vodka martini. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes sense. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Yeah. I went and they did have a Vanessa Abrams. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. What yep. was the Vanessa Abrams? Honestly, I, I feel like it was like a gin, which was. Oh, I would have said tequila. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it was gin because I remember oh, being yeah, like, I, I can't even have it because I don't like gin. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, I can't have yeah. right, the drink yeah. of Vanessa because um, – <laughs> but I thought that was cute that they did that. So cute. That yeah. is great. By the way, it's yeah. genius on their part. Genius marketing. Right. You know how many people come through Can I get a like, Chuck Bass, you know, please? This is a part of their histories. Yeah. Can I get a oh, Nate? Yeah. Oh, totally. They're like, been there. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so definitely. funny. Done that. Oh, man. Oh, God. I couldn't no. help myself. Sorry. I get it. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, that I didn't realize that this was the first time we see the – See it. Yeah. It's the first yeah. time it's introduced. It's, it's so like – it's like a give you chills yeah. kind Do of Do you moment. remember right. like, oh. filming there how crazy the crowds would be? It'd be really gnarly. The whole yeah. – everywhere we – when I was on the show, I was like shocked. I was like, how do you guys get uh, yeah. anything done? I mean, it was great. It was awesome. But also too at that time, like paparazzi world was so just rabid and you guys – it was just anywhere yeah. – it and was. everywhere. But it is nice to see the fans. And even on Sweet Magnolias, we shoot in this little city called Covington, Georgia. And these people, like, they, they, they get to watch the yeah. show. You get to come and get, like, a real, like, you, yeah, you get to, like, to touch it, feel it, see it. Right. And then so the cool. bonus is to see it be filmed, which I think is cool. I think that's, that's like, so cool. special. Yeah. I still – I stop and watch almost every film shoot I see in New York City. I'm always like, what are they shooting? What are they yeah. shooting? <laughs> you know, Who's it's that? Like, it's just – you know, yeah. it's, it's just cool to see. You know, you have to like check it out. And you're like, oh, it's Mariska. <laughs> yeah, It's <always>. Mariska. <laughs> Aw. Um, is that pretty much the end of the episode, right? Yeah, that's yeah, how it ends. I mean, the you, episode you ends – looking beautiful yeah. in the back of the limo and, and Carter's face, like – uh, if looks could kill, I was like, oh my God, he is like mortified <laughs> right. right now. Mortified. Like Carter Bazin yeah. does not know what to do right now. And then you have every everyone watching, Joe, like, what is this bitch going to do now? Like you have us thinking yeah, you're yeah. the sweetest, nicest, is- like we want you with Nate. And now she's like, like a daddy, what daddy wants to hunt. She's got Georgina yeah. vibes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Dad, daddy you know, likes, daddy to likes to hunt. And then the- <laughs> I'm like, That's oh my such God. a good one. Like it is a Georgina vibe because it, it's all of a sudden it's a everything's gonna like shift obviously yeah. because all these ulterior motives that we had yeah. no clue the whole time. And when Carter Basin's involved, it's always bad. It's always bad. Yeah, yeah. something's going yeah. down. Yeah, something fishy. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think that she's kind of probably a very similar type of person to yeah. Carter. Redeeming right. qualities. There's a heart in there. Yeah. Right, right. Oh, my goodness. And nothing beats but the stretch some, limo. Like, she's a yeah. girl. <laughs> only. I mean, how many stretch so limos are in this episode? Blair, you, Chuck. I know. It's crazy. 
I actually have to show this to my kids because they are so obsessed with limos. They think they believe that Taylor Swift actually drives around in one. Right. Like that's I her love car. that. Right. And so, and every time they see, even in like Tampa, Florida, they're like, "There's a limo. Do you think Taylor Swift's in there?" And I was like, "I don't know. That would be very cool if like she was going to Fresh Market with us." <laughs> this is also what's so great about you. You're like the best mom. You're so sweet. Yeah. Oh, and thank like you. juggling it and doing all that and you always are working. I mean, you're always working as a mom. That never stops ever. Um, do you mind talking about the ages and, and how you juggle that? No. no. Um, Emmy's nine and Sailor is six. They are polar opposites. How cute are those oh. names? Those are so cute. <laughs> um, she, They're both just they're little troopers. I mean, they were on the show this year. They were oh, on Sweet Magnolias. Oh. They, just just for a couple of hours, the little one was like, what's my motivation? Oh, what's I my character's it. name? <laughs> the older one was like, this is like a lot of work and I don't understand. But I, I can't say that it's not without like panicky moments of, you know, am I being selfish by wanting them to be with me? And But honestly, I, I look at them and um, we're such a, you know, we're a really close-knit family and we talk about things a lot. And they just kind of popped right back into school, no problem. And and they got to have these, they get to have these experiences. And I, I'm just grateful that they're, you know, want to be a part of the journey. Cause I right. think that, you know, like like everything, we've got to balance things. And I, I don't want to be away from them for too long. And and they are the first thing I think about before I take any job. So yeah, absolutely. The, it, the motherhood thing does really come first. And do you know what I think is really um awesome too with what we're blessed with to be able to do is we do have a job where like they can come to set like and be in our chairs and stuff. Like some people can't bring their kids to the office. Some people can't bring their kids to the, you know, school. Like it's just, I'm saying we're very blessed that we they can come to work and that a lot of productions are very great about that. So absolutely. I feel like life in the arts too. It's like you have so you meet such a diversity of people. Your every job is a whole new family. So to expose yeah. young people to that, to expose kids to that, it's like you're just making them their their world is just so much bigger. So, you know, that's a beautiful gift for them. Yeah, it's absolutely. lucky. Absolutely. I think they're really adaptable and like also just like meeting new people. Yeah. I think that's why traveling is so important and getting to see how people live outside of you, yeah. you and your and your life. So I think that's because important it's, too. It's, it's life experiences. I mean, to be in the South and yeah. Georgia is a very different place than LA. LA and, and all of that. And, and you learn different things about yourself being in different places like that. So I think that's it's to what you both are saying. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It really is awesome. Yeah. I cannot believe she's nine. That's I know, so I know. <laughs> and then she's been talking to me. Someone, someone mentioned her leg hair on um, at like gymnastics class, and she's like, "I think I need to shave." And I was like, "You're absolutely not shaving. Right. shaving. Oh my gosh, I can't You're imagine. nine years old." But then I start to think, I'm like, "Should I help her with this? Like, I don't want her to get made fun of." Right. Oh. And then it's just like we're taking a hard right into a new phase, whereas the little one is still just like. I don't even know how to describe her personality. She's just wild and and fun and funny. And the other so day she cute. asked me, she's like, did you ever do anything bad as a little kid? And I was like, well, like. No, never. I mean, I was like, I was pretty. <laughs> I was, want her getting ideas. No, we're not talking about my 20s. But I was like, no, I, you know, like I never got sent to the principal's office. And my oldest was like, I've gotten sent to the principal's office when that kid punched me in the face. And and Sailor looked at her, my little six-year-old. She goes, that's not on you, honey. <laughs> I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my that's god! So Where cute. did you learn that? That's very funny. Oh, that's oh not on you. Oh my goodness! That yeah, like so cute. At, first of all, I can't believe someone punched her. That's ridiculous. Yeah, a boy punched oh her. Oh my god! I it don't was know. Awful. Oh. Yeah, I never felt the need to call a teacher 
I'm not that mom. I'm like, we'll figure this out. And more about kind of bolstering them to be able to handle people rather than having to go have a teacher's conference about it. But hitting my kid? Um, no, that's when uh, the, cu- <laughs> the Cuban mother and me came out. I was like, uh-uh, no, that's not happening. So, oh, my goodness. Uh, Nick was like, okay, go, girl. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yep. You heard that right. <laughs> oh, I, can't, I mean, I can't, I can't even imagine. Get oh. ready. Get ready. And <laughs> Bowie, you cannot even keep your eyes off Bowie. She's so remarkably – she looks like yeah. something from another world. Like, she's so beautiful. Oh, yeah, she it's, really it's is. a striking child. Oh, thanks. No, she's so gorgeous. She's really, really sweet. Thank you. That's She's nice gorgeous, to too. So get ready. <laughs> Usually on Instagram, when people's kids' videos comes up, I'm like, scroll, scroll, scroll. But I look at Jessica's because it's so – they're so You cute. can't help. Yeah. Yeah. So precious and, like, oh really, really – Yeah. That's so sweet, and I, I let's. I can't wait to like go play with her right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah. go just like yes. squeeze her cheeks or give her a kiss right. for me. I will. Um, <laughs> and this is such a beautiful time. It's such a gorgeous time. It's magical, and there is something really miraculous about being able to like walk beside your child and um and help them navigate this very crazy world. It's an honor. Yeah. So. Really I am. Um, I'm trying to like it, it. Not an honor when in the middle of the night, my kids like I literally both of them were wound up in our bed last night. There was four of us deep Aww, in, our, in our bed. I and love I, that though. <laughs> and you get like punched and kicked in the Aww. head, and you know. <laughs> but um, but it is. I'm 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 grateful. Yeah. I'm savoring the moment. Yeah, it's it really is such a beautiful thing, and it's also like when I'm with Bowie. Sometimes I like really try not to have my phone by just yeah, to like absolutely. really dial in and mm-hmm. be there because everything's so precious. Time is just like, you know, so I'm just always trying to be real. We could talk about this for hours. This is a whole nother podcast. Wild. Yes, we could. I know. I'm like, um, but I'll yeah, just call you. Call me. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. all of that being said, you're an amazing mom. You're very inspirational. Oh, and I so just love you. the positive attitude that you have and how committed you are to your work and your family. Everyone has this, the Best things to say about you all around, Aww. and that's very true. We've heard of, we've heard your name so many times so from sweet. everyone on this yeah. podcast because it's like you know you're that's beloved, so- and that makes a huge difference in the world because you know it's like you can uh, you be talented and beautiful as you are, but the fact that you also have a good heart and just like leave a great imprint and all the people you work with that's a huge thing. So it's my pleasure Aww, to meet you and you. to have this conversation you- with you. It's been really fun. You guys are gonna make me cry. <laughs> Um, do you want to do the um, Gossip Girl closing quote? Sure. Oh my gosh, I'm scared. I'm like, it's, oh, it's, it's actually a short a really one. Really Usually short they're really one, long. Yeah. Cute. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Anyone want to start the bidding on what happens next? Going once, going twice. XOXO, Gossip Girl. Love Yay! it. Well done. <laughs> I love well it. I feel like that was. A- <laughs> I have a lot of respect for Kristen Bell now. Yeah, it's hard. I've read a couple of them. By the way, I always no. have had respect for her, but I just want to say, like, that's, right. I wanted that boy. I wanted that badly. I wanted that. Yeah. That's so great. She did such a good job with it. And it's like when they tested the pilot, you know, they go and they would have the little um, the dials, dials that yeah. would go up and down when the audience liked things or didn't like things. And apparently, every time that Gossip Girl's voice came on, it went way down. And like Josh was like, I don't oh. like can't not have it. But I remember thinking they were so committed and had such a vision that they were like, it doesn't. We're right. we're obviously keeping it. We're doing it. Yeah, and that's like the heart and the through line of the show now. Yeah, can you imagine? Oh my god, it's so important. And this one is particularly good because it basically speaks to what we've been talking about this whole time: is what's going to happen next. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, who yeah. knows? Oh, by the way, I'm going to find right. out. I'm literally going to binge know. it. It's very um, bingeable now. And I'm, yeah, it's fun to rewatch and go down the rabbit hole. It, it really is. And I can't wait to see what you're about to pull up, Brie. <laughs> um, but did you, were you shocked that it was Dan when you found out or did you not? I definitely, he was not even on like the top 10. Right. <laughs> so yeah. You, you know like, what yeah. I mean? Like right. you're just like. What? What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's literally what everyone's re- like reaction was. Did did Penn know? Like did No. Through the whole time? No one knew. No one knew. I love I feel that. Like no one knew. <laughs> I love it's that. It's always a mystery with a gossip girl. Yeah. Thank you I love so you. much for coming. I know I love you too, girl. Thank, Thank you for you. coming. It was a pleasure on. to meet you. It was so nice to meet you too. You guys, good luck. This is amazing. I love this. XOXO is produced by Propagate Content and me, Jessica Zor. Our show is executive produced by Ling Lee. Our senior producer is Diego Tapia. Our producers are Hannah Harris, Emily Carr, and Kristen Vermilia. And our intern is Sammy Katz. Original music by Moxie and Loon. And the episode was mixed by Seth Olansky. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.